a little bit before communion, I just want to share a couple more thoughts, a couple more things. And you can turn to Matthew, the 13th chapter, starting at the 14th verse, 13th verse. I don't know what I told Kevin. Did I tell you 14? Yeah. Okay. We just did this before church, so it's... Um, I'm going to read the 13th, and then we'll go on to the 14th, down through, down through 16. Jesus says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in, in the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and you will not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people has grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Jesus here was talking about parables, but, but it's interesting to me that he says there are people who hear, but they don't hear. There are people who see but don't see. And that's kind of a, it's, now to me it's like, wow, that is bad. That if God speaks and God is trying to say something, that there's people who are going to hear it, but they're not going to hear it. And I've, I've watched over the years and, you know, it's kind of like with the gospel. There's people that can hear the gospel over and over and over and over and over and over. They keep hearing the gospel, but they don't hear it. They hear somebody saying something about the gospel, but they don't hear it in their hearts. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. Nothing changes. And it says here, and in the end of 15, it says, so that I should heal them. God's desire is, to heal us, to minister to us, to save us, to help us. You know, but if we can't hear, if we can't see, then his hands are tied. He's done all he's 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 done all he can do. You know, when when Jesus, when he died on the cross, when at the end he said what? He said, It's finished. He's he's done it all. He gave his life, he shed his blood. There's no more he can do. There's no more he can do. What troubles me when I think about our nation is I often wonder I often wonder what it takes for God to get us to hear. What does it take for us to hear? What would it take for us to listen? What would it take for us to see? In Isaiah the 6th chapter, Kevin doesn't have this one, but in Isaiah the 6th chapter, the verse I just read comes out of a prophecy in Isaiah and, you know, and the Lord's saying, you know, they have eyes that can't see and ears that can't hear. And, you know, and these people are dull of hearing. And Isaiah asked the Lord, he says, how long, O Lord? How, how long is it going to be like this? How long, how long are they going to be like this? Here's what the Lord said. He says, until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without a man, and the land is utterly desolate. Think about that. Don't, you know, I, I think I think about it. Not, to, but you know, you got to think about it, folks. What does it take for God to get through to us? What does it take for Him to get us to hear? I mean, to me, that's a huge question. It's a huge question, and I can think about it as a nation. 
I can better think about it as what does it take for him to get through to me? You know, we've been, we've been talking in Sunday school about deserts and going through desolate places. And, and, you know, the reality is, and we talked about good pastures, all of us go, I'll take the good pasture. You know, I'll take, but you know what happens in good pastures? We get complacent. It is natural human tendency that when everything's going good, we get complacent. When God blesses, people get complacent. Isn't that terrible? That's, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't mean it to be that way, but when God blesses, people get complacent. They start to take it for granted. And they think, oh, this is great. And then pretty soon they think, well, we're being blessed because we did it. We're being blessed because we're such good people. We're being blessed because we're so smart. Because all them other people, you know, they're all, they're all bad. You know, them, those other people, they're all, they're all bad people. But, you know, God's blessed us because we're so good. And all of a sudden, we walk away from him. We don't trust him no more. We get other idols in our lives. Our priorities change. We get in a place that's not good. And then what does God have to do? God has to move in some way to try to get our attention. Because we got eyes, but we can't see. And we got ears, we can't hear. And so one of the biggest things, I think, for us to think about is, what can I do to keep my eyes? Hearing good in my eyes seeing. Because I don't think I don't think God intends for us to, to get like that. You know, I think He intends for us to understand and see that the blessings and the, the goodness of God is is ours, and we need to see it's His hand, and we need to give Him credit for it. The Bible says He's a jealous God. What happens is we start to not give Him credit for it as Christians. You know, I get so upset when people, weather people, and I'll say, well, you know, it was just the man upstairs, or it was just, they're trying to talk about what's going on, and they can't say it was God. It's always some weird thing, some weird thing. He gets no credit, gets no credit. Interestingly enough, he gets the blame. When something bad happens, people say, well, where was God? Where was your God now? You know, he gets the blame, but no, he don't get the credit. And I think, I think we need as Christians. You know, it starts with us. It starts with us. We have, to, we have to be willing to speak. We have to be willing to speak. You know? We have to be willing to say what we know. Say what we hear. We have to say it. We have to tell people. How are they going to hear it? You know, now, some of them are going to be dull of hearing. You're going to say it, and they're going to look at you like you're from outer space. They're going to look at you like, what are you talking about? You know? But it doesn't mean you shouldn't say it. You know, God, these, you know, in these last couple of days, he's dealing with me about, like, you know, you need to, there's some people. Now, he's, he's giving me some specific people you know, that I need to start sharing with, you know. Now, I don't know what they'll do with it, and that's their business. But, you know, we have to be willing to speak. We have to be willing to speak. We got to be willing to hear and listen and listen to what he's saying. My last scripture is in is in uh, 1 John. I use this a lot before communion. 
And I just wanted to do that again today. I want to share this scripture. Because it, it talks about the whole concept that it's not me. You know, that it's the world that's bad. It's, it's everybody else. It's our government that's bad. We, government could be bad. I don't, I don't want to argue with anybody about that. But don't, don't be blaming them. You know? Yeah, they're bad. Well, I can tell you all kinds of things that are bad. But more importantly, it don't do me any good to be always pointing a finger at somebody else. Because you know why we do that a lot of times? Because it keeps focus off of me. You know? If I can point the finger at everybody else, I used to despise sitting in a Sunday school class and talking about all the bad people out there. I've been in those, I've been in those situations where classes would get together and every time they sat down, they would sit and talk about all those bad people out there. I'm thinking, what good does that do to sit here and talk about all the bad people out there? Okay? So in light of that, in 1 John in 1 John, the first chapter, beginning at the fifth verse, it says, This is the message which you heard from God and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have no fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. You know, if we say we have not sinned, well, it's not me. You know, the problem with this country is not me. It's all these dumb politicians. It's not me. It's all these people out there. It's all these other people. It's not me. Then why did God say, if my people will humble themselves and pray? Why do he say that? If it's all them other people, why don't he make them? Why don't he hold them accountable? Why don't he get after them? He will. They'll face judgment. That's not something I should really relish in and desire and say wow good they'll get what they deserve that sh i should feel terrible about that i should feel terrible you know i should feel terrible i i should see that as you know eternity is forever and we don't wish anybody to spend eternity apart from god and so as we as we come today as we as we leave today i just pray through the next uh, 40 days is already part of them's gone, so I don't know, I didn't count how many's left, but there's enough left to deal with things. <laughs> but in the next days ahead, I pray that, you know, we would continue to remember, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Show me my ways. You know, don't, don't let me get all upset about everybody else. Just help me to see what I need to do. And then pray for our land, pray for our nation. Pray for God to move, that his mercy would be as endless as the sea. Because we need his mercy like we've never needed it before. We don't know it. A lot of people don't know it. But I'm telling you, we need it. We need it. So just in the next few days, just pray 
And just remember, just let God speak to you about what it is he wants you to do. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are not a God afar off. But Lord, you're very near. And Lord, because you're near to us, you love us. And because you love us, the Bible says that you discipline us, that you, you speak to us, that you, you want us to turn our hearts towards you. So Lord, help us to hear. Help us to hear. Help us to listen. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, that we would know what it is you have for each one of us as individuals, what you have for us as a body, what you have for us as a nation, Lord. We just pray that your, your hand would be towards our nation, Lord, that you would, you would just touch us, Lord. Help us to turn our hearts towards you. Lord, help us to see, to see your warnings and the things you're saying. Lord, speak to our hearts. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you. Lord, that in the midst of all this, we don't start feeling bad because things are bad, but we just realize, Lord, you're still in charge. Lord, you're still on the throne, and you love us more than we love ourselves. So, Lord, just keep our eyes on you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you as your return draws near. Lord, we would lift up our heads and see our redemption drawing nigh. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, some of us will probably die before we see that. Some of us may not. We don't know. But, Lord, either way, we look to you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.